Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice, Dice in, in My Mind. I think we got an idea for this topic. I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before, but the idea of creativity beyond canon. And um, when we talk about canon, it's very, very easy for you know, Jason and I to talk about canon in the context of like Star Trek and Star right. Wars. Because there's so much. Because there's so much. And let's yeah. be honest, for Star Wars, for years, um, what was, what is now, what is it called? Um, not Legends. Um, yeah, not, oh, Expanded Universe. No, well, the old yeah. Expanded Universe. Oh, it's now canon. Legends. That's yeah. what it is. Now it's Legends. Yeah. They wipe that out right. as canon. And so now there's all sorts of open-ended areas within the Star Wars universe. And obviously they're going oh, to yeah. try to marvelize the Star Wars universe and movies. And Man, are they plugging those holes between movies, shows, and books. Yes. And yeah. a lot of that, you know, we don't have to go. A lot of that is, is thanks to Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, Filoni, who got his the name for himself with i it was i don't know if he was with clone wars i think he was but definitely mm-hmm. with rebels mm-hmm. and obviously john favreau we all know from mm-hmm. the marvel universe and mm-hmm. before i still remember his first movie appearance in pcu but that's another story for yes another. um so yes star wars you have star trek we have been waiting a long time to get star trek additional canon material if you think about it yes when voyager ended right Right. that was the well no let me let me change that nemesis in 2010 nemesis in 2010 but nemesis didn't fundamentally change anything in canon it just extended that part of the story i think you're right about with the end of gsi and then voyager the geopolitics if you will of the galaxy right the big picture kind of stayed still yeah, I, well, I, you know, you could argue the Romulan, the change in the Romulan hierarchy and structure there. Now, yeah, in hindsight, in good hindsight, point. you look back on it and it seems pretty irrelevant when they built, when their planet exploded. But also that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, now Star Trek with and and all this has to do with, you know, streaming. And yeah, but I'm going off topic. Point is, there is canon and we're, we're starting to see canon expand. Yep. And there is this, um, this urge to want to maybe stretch canon mm-hmm. for some on the other side, you and I are of the same and, and everyone can be their own. We're not judging. We're just saying personally for the both of us, we don't want to play to change or create our own canon. An, an example, I was always uncomfortable as a kid, as a teen, hearing how some of the other guys would be playing the D6 Star Wars, right? West End Star Wars. And they'd be interacting with Darth Vader. Yes. It was always to me like, whoa, you're playing with fire. It does, It can't be legit. You can't, there's no way to retcon that back into the story. Yes. I printed out like when Modifius released um, official content and characters of the TNG crew and things like that. Um, but I wouldn't play them because and i wouldn't necessarily interact with them either unless we you may see one passing by but on the flip side once you do that 
you've changed canon because we don't necessarily if if you're walking by here and seeing Riker walk by, but Riker is on the Titan and you're seeing it in lower decks, right? You've you've in effect messed with canon. Right. Now we talked about this right before we went on went on the air because we were talking about okay, well, how do you handle D and D in canon? Does D and D have canon? Yes. yes. There is um you know, I'm going to say this and I'm going to push it over to you because you brought up another one about gray cannon, which I, I want to leave to you. But I would say, interestingly enough, you, there's D&D has canon in terms of plot and cast and characters and so on and in multiple arenas. Um, but there is also canon in terms of geography and location. Like you said off air, content. Yes. Which I really like as a way to conceptualize it. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I forgot, I forgot how to say it. Well, that was 10 minutes ago and you know, you are getting older, so I am getting older, but yeah. So yeah. In a, so (laughs) see how I lost it again. Content. (laughs) Thank you. Content. Um, wasn't there a show three, two, one content. That was no, three, that was two, three, two, one, two, one contact. contact. I know. I okay, know. just checking. <laughs> I know. Great show too. That was my favorite. Okay, we digress. It was. Okay. So point being that yeah. you know, um, content. You know, I can go to the monster manual when we're playing. Yeah. And there is canon content. Yep. Yep. I can go to, you know, if I look back at three five or earlier, like Unearth Arcana and everything like mm-hmm. that. That was in those games. That was canon. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting. Um, as we record this. Um, I've gone a little gangbusters on Twitter. Both of us have. And um, it's someone, yeah, you, you have caused a Twitter storm. It's most impressive. Yeah. Um, someone I reposted or I retweeted something. So if you go back, you know, a couple of weeks from yep. when you hear this, you'll see yep. this. Someone had put out a poll asking, do you allow homebrew yeah. into your games? Do you allow your DM to provide homebrew? Yeah. Well, homebrew is just another way in my mind of saying going outside of canon. Right. In from a D&D Agreed. perspective. Agreed. 100%. So 100% cuz I mean we are of the we and many of our listeners presumably are of the generation where computers had only right cuz it's a computer term, an early computer term. Computers had only recently matured out of homebrew. Right, the the personal computers. I mean, we were talking about this on uh, on messaging with some of our friends back home, of of how we loved our two E's, right, yes. and things like that. And so, no, I I think you are right on the mark, Brad. Especially the way you're conceptualizing it that that a, a canon like D and D is rich in canon content. They're providing that overarching world building and a really diverse range of world building, right? It makes these 5e books just so engaging, right? Like you and I have regularly talked about, especially you over our episodes of how these are just wonderful books to read, to browse, to skim. We might never actually use them in play. No, I, I'll be honest with you. When I, I was looking for um, my fantasy age material and yeah. I have it on my shelf but I realized the way my shelf is set, there are some books that sit back out of view. Oh yeah. And those were some of my, um, that's some of the, the RPG material I would pick up at discounts at stores, knowing that, or hoping at some point, maybe I'll use some of the content inside, even if the games have long since really stopped being mainstream. Um, 
Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, you can, and, and what's interesting is, and, and maybe a more of a rhetorical question with each, we talk D and D with each version, yeah. three, then you had kind of three, five, yep. then you had four and you five. Are they resetting canon? I would argue potentially. Yes. You don't see a lot of, you will see them reintroduce material unearthed arcane mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. you've talked about prime example of it you yep. can't go to the 2e edition book of unearthed arcana and just throw it into 5e and have it work or have a considered canon no and and now there's you know five five or six or whatever they're going to call the upcoming iteration in a couple of years yep. and what are they but although they've said it's going to be backwards compatible right talk about homebrew um, yeah. You know, you had mentioned, Brad, the concept of gray canon, because I don't know what else to call it. Um, the, the, you know, this this notion, and because well, let's say with D&D for a bit, this notion that there, there's material that's canon in the sense of content, like to use your language, right? I'm thinking specifically, for example, of the Acquisitions Incorporated book. Prime example, it's canon in the sense of its sanction. Now, now, Wizards has said in their blog that it's not canon, but yeah. but we're using canon maybe a little too freely, but I'm good with that right now, right? Which is kind of an oxymoron, I suppose. Third, third party, I mean, you could use this with anything, but like yeah. you said, gray canon, because it's third not party third, canon. It was third party. It's not third party anymore. It's mm-hmm. providing an expansion of content without necessarily futzing with the world building like like nothing has changed on the sword coast just because there might be acquisitions incorporated franchises in some games yeah yeah i uh um i was reading up on fantasy age because um like i said i pulled the book off my shelf and um the book that um the titan's grave um, yeah adventure the it's one a good that, example yeah that that will wheaton had put together with with other writers it's great material even if you yep. just want to read it yep um i was pondering to myself is this canon or is it not well fantasy age much like genesis mm-hmm. is in effect a sandbox yeah okay so anything in theory now there genesis gives you some yeah. choices to jump yeah. into android and all that but like fantasy age um this Titan's Titan's Grave, I would argue, is their first attempt at it, it's this third party canon, gray canon to be first party canon. So, um, it, what? Yeah, we're we're I we're both stuck because we're kind of parse we're splitting hairs and we yeah. and and we know it, but but it is something to consider because it goes back to what you had um, retweeted, right? Uh, and you were talking about of whether what what's homebrew what's canon and for some for some gms for some players they they don't care right of the thousands of npcs we've polled they've never had an opinion so we're going to leave them out but the gms and the players they some people don't care and i know more power to them you and i are cut of a cloth where no matter our intentions for creativity we care if something's not canon i I certainly do. And so I think I think D&D is an example, like you were saying, where, where the canon is very much based on content and backstory and whatnot, but that there is, there is a grayscale there that they don't merely allow, but they 
encourage, right? Go back now, let, let's hop around a little bit. Let's go to Star Wars, one of the other huge canons out there that's been very successfully at least twice ported to RPGs. Um, like you were saying at the start of the episode at the top, you know, you have all of this legends, the former expanded universe. What do we do with that? Well, it's not canon anymore. But I, re I remember like one of the reasons I never read any of the original expanded universe books as a kid. And I, I, I actually have a memory, believe it or not. I have a memory of I must have been in high school of being in my hometown of being at Walden Books. Nothing dates you like talking about Walden, Walden books, books, right? It's like, just a second, I've got to plug in my iPod to charge it. So I remember, I, I remember distinctly being at Walden Books and seeing, I don't know if it was Heir of the Empire, seeing one of Timothy was, Zahn's. Mm -hmm. I was waiting to see if that was the direction yep. you were going. Because yep. of course, those are all over. Right. Yeah. Um, seeing if, but it was, it, they had some of Timothy Zahn's books and I, I didn't know, I want to be clear. I, I didn't know anything about this stuff, Not, uh, but our friend Scott, who, I mean, knows all of this stuff and knew it at the time, uh, he had told me about some of it and had shared a little bit of the story with me verbally. And I had, remember I had asked him, okay, so is this canon, right? Is it legit? And he's like, well, we really don't know, right? No, but yes. And that was one of the reasons I never, I never, uh, I never even, came to it. Yeah. And even the expanded universe, I think, you know, some of it, they said it was some of it, they said it wasn't, it was always a little confusing to me, but if you think back to that, just as an aside, mm -hmm. you know, Zahn's books were popular. The three, the three book series. Yep. Um, this was before the internet, before you could actually yep. go out and look on site and ask Lucasfilm people or go to Reddit and find out. Yeah, literally a year or two before the web we're talking here. Yeah. So, um, but I never got into it either. And I Wait, had trouble getting into the Trek stuff too. That wasn't. No, I, and I, yeah, I read very, we'll, we'll get to Trek in a little bit. I read, I mean, I've got my copy. I'm looking for it. I got my copy of Imsadi. You know, I've got actually surprising number of books of Star Trek. One, two, three. Uh, huh. Um, a good you're eight. saying that you're saying that any number of Star Trek books in that room of yours is surprising. Y you know what? I've never been a big fan. Um, the exception is Spock's world. It is an outstanding book, outstanding okay. in its own merits. Okay, but I want I'm, I'm drifting. I'm, I want to come back to uh, for a sec to Star Wars Canon because it's so broad and so directly applicable to the tabletop. So, uh, as of this recording, I am maybe 70 pages in to what may or may not be the final canon Thrawn book. Okay. I want to bring this up for a sec. Um, so I, I, I will just give the caveat, um, Thrawn as portrayed in Rebels, I didn't care for it all. Didn't, we okay. talked about this offline. Didn't care for it at all. Zahn's creation of Thrawn in these novels, and these are canon novels. He is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi characters. Oh. Easily. These are wonderfully, these are just excellent novels. Now, he wrote the Thrawn trilogy, and now this is the third one that recently came out. 
This is the third in the prequel trilogy, the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, which really gets into the backstory and whatnot and his evolution as an individual. Okay, why do I bring this up? Well, in addition to just being really well-written books, uh, really full of action and, and from a different perspective, uh, than your normal, uh, you know, pew pew rebellion stuff. This is more pew pew other people stuff. But what was that again? Pew pew. Okay. But yeah, pew pew. That's so, gonna be that's gonna be like now a reoccurring theme because I think you said that in the last episode too. Okay, so I guess oh. we have our episode title. Yeah, we do. Right. Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. Settled. Thanks for helping me out with that. Good production check. So, what? But my point of bringing this up with Thrawn is so. What's it's like kind of interesting to me that. After all of the expanded universe slash legend stuff, now every official Star Wars book or comic is canon by definition. Yep. And so it, it, from the perspective of role playing, uh, it really really opens things up i'll give you one little little example so i i the last uh i'm sure they're not listening uh so sure uh when i was gming star wars for my nephews talked about this before uh they hadn't made the connection yet but the captive they were transporting for the first order unbeknownst to them was a young chiss girl and so I was dipping into the canon from these books just a bit to bring back to the tabletop. So my point with this is with Star Wars, it's such a ridiculously broad canon and we're getting more canon by the, by the month. I mean, look at all these High Republic, uh, what do you call them, prequel world building books? Yeah. Um, uh, I think I mentioned this to you. I, I think I said, I'm talking about this in one of our early episodes, but I read the first High Republic novel and it really, it really opened my eyes to notions around Jedi, great Jedi, how to play the force, right? So whereas you've got D&D as one example of their canon is kind of open, open to third parties, open to gray. With Star Wars, their canon isn't open, but it's so darn broad and they are so regularly, rapidly putting out more canon that effectively we're getting kind of similar experiences, but maybe without the same license to innovate, right? To be creative beyond canon, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm, yeah. I'm like, Okay, and this is going to be terrible wording. Um, Star Wars has a master canon timeline. Yeah. And, you know, there's all sorts of little material, little, I shouldn't say little, there's all sorts of good material, like the Thrawn yeah. Ascendancy series. They, they, they make more off of their IP than we do. Right? Yeah, yeah, that that literally is, 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 is deepening the, the canon timeline. They're not splitting yeah. off of that time. No, that's you a know, really, like, it's like an accordion and we're, we're, yeah, like, we're expanding different parts. Like Mandalorian, you know, yes, there is yes. a, that's five years past. Good point. Yep. So now, but with, with, with D and D, you know, there's all sorts of different, you know, in effect universes or worlds right. that you can play in. Right. You know, you could, in theory, you know, there, there are planes you can merge, you can mix. Right. Right. You know, so really what it comes down to is, is I would argue D&D, &D, you know, as, as they continue to go back, 
D and D has such a rich, rich, and I'm not trying to no, just, but they have such a rich background that really, again, it's really about content. If you flip over to Pathfinder, Pathfinder I was just thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pathfinder mm-hmm. took their rule set, right? Yeah, the three the three five rule set, mm-hmm. and then started creating their own world. And, yes, um, and it strikes me as a bit tighter. Quite a bit it's, tighter, it's, right? I think it is quite Big a bit time. tighter. Mm-hmm. And I know 2E is expanding upon this. 2E mm-hmm. is introducing mm-hmm. more um, to the, um, what what I've seen on Twitter is called the Paizoverse. Um, yeah, so right. they're increasing the Paizoverse. The PZU. Yeah, oh, there you go. PZU, <laughs> right. trademark, right. trademark you. Um, but, you know, it they they started later obviously right so but it also seems like they're you know they offer all sorts of material they obviously have the adventure paths that's mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. yep that's yeah, the thing within their content canon yep um but they aren't necessarily precluded from it but it would be an interesting discussion to have at some point almost a debate to throw a couple people in to see yeah is it easier to homebrew and go outside of content canon and pathfinder or content canon and D. i think it would be easier within D. i think it would be easier within D, and then you know then you think about especially for D, you think about all of the third party content you had you had mentioned that i mean even ignoring just how many freelance content creators there are like again you go to like you were saying to me the other day go to drive through rpg and I mean, my God, there's just an literally unlimited range of resources. But then you have the more quote unquote formal. You've got, well, you've got stuff like Jeff Ashworth's books, right? Yeah. You've got, you know, Media Lab books who are producing third party content on their own. Or you have Cobalt Press, which is their own entity. But we know in terms of writers and others, editors, there's been cross pollination in terms of. Uh, in terms of, um, sorry, I'm losing the word, in terms of uh, content creators between, for example, Wizards and Cobalt, right? And then at the very end of it is like people like us, right? Who are asking, okay, and what about the pure homebrew? For example, um, I'm holding up here. I don't know if you can hear this. It's probably pretty quiet. It's I'm holding up here my golden die that I keep on my desk. And, And Brad, you and I have talked about this, but so I, I introduced when I, when I um, GM uh, Star Wars, uh, I, I hand these out, right? I hand these out as an instant success based on either really, really good thinking, really, really good teamwork, or really, really solid hilarity in play. And then instead of rolling, right on a skill check or a combat check yeah i'm using my golden die boom it's a success right pure homebrew but just around the edges and it goes to your question is that legitimate well now you're talking about so instead of instead of timeline canon or content canon because you can now you're talking yeah now you're talking rule and mechanics canon you know let's go there so, and, you know, I've been, I, this is what I've been putting out on Twitter is our love of this stuff, yep. you know, um, let you the know, nerdery and, begin. Exactly. And we're going to talk about other, we're going to, I, I kind of gave it away in Twitter. Um, we've got another interview 
um, lined up that will we come do? out. Just yeah, kidding. we yeah we that do. we're we're going to introduce or we've been introduced to some content that we weren't aware of, and I and I was actually surprised that I wasn't aware of it. Um, I mean, you did buy it humorous. like, 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 I don't even know if we had ended the interview before you had ordered that. No, I already had ordered the book <laughs> right. before, before the interview ended. Um, but, you know, it, this idea of my name is out, Brad and I have a problem. Oh, yeah. I've already I've already shown <laughs> know, some of that on Twitter. Know. Go we to Twitter. Know. Yeah. Um, you know, now you have rules canon. And Ooh, even that's there. more rules that's even more homebrew. You've created, you've, you have, you have stretched beyond rules canon yep. in Star Wars with the golden die. Gotcha mechanics you know? canon. Yep. Yeah. And yep. I jokingly, you know, we joke about you and range weapons that they don't mix, um, throwing, throwing axes and so on. Say um, what you will. It worked with torches, but go on. No, you think it worked with torches, but I, it was I burned pure down luck. the jail. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was pure luck. Um, but well, no, no, no. Let's bring that up. Because yeah. ironically, and this is not a knock on you, but it's a serious, it's a good, it's a good um, example where um, I jokingly, we've talked about it before. I think we talked about it with um, Jeff. We may have talked about it with Shelly a little bit. Mm -hmm. DM prerogative. I call it DM prerogative. Yes. Yes. And, and that's more, I, it, for me, and I mentioned this when I was, I was using Twitter was it's more like DM ignorance because we've been players you've learned to game master star wars very yeah. well yeah, so, so. i'm learning ever so slowly but i'm getting better at dming in a oh, yeah. D, D world big time yeah but i've i have used dm prerogative which in effect stretches mechanics canon well, and, yeah, and that's what i did okay. that's what i that's what i did with and again, I'm not, it's not a knock on you. When we were playing that period where you needed to get into that jail, mm -hmm. um, I wanted you mm -hmm. to throw that in and because it helped my plot. You so, offend me, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, well, no, but, but, no, but it's true, of course. Yeah. But point being is, is that I, I fudged you know the the rule set a little bit the mechanics and kind of bypass some of the roles just because i wanted you to win that battle i wanted so, you to win that and you know you and i we, we've talked about this in in previous discussions on on the podcast that i i think i can say this every every gm guide we have read or encountered has been crystal clear on this no matter the size of their canon, even even Das Uber Crunchy Pathfinder, right? Yeah. With just some of the obviously edition one, um, with with just the 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 serious serious crunchiness of the mechanics and the saving throws and all of that, all of these guides are make very clear you you do have GM prerogative, and and that prerogative can be right uh, just adjudicating things a little differently in play but that prerogative can also be some element of homebrewing there's you know what's funny is is um how often have you heard people talk about a d100 uh only when i'm asked how do i roll it to figure out my critical injury okay but but point you know you go out to amazon and there are just some crazy looking 
D100. Oh, you mean literally a D100? A D100. Literally there is no call D- for that. Yeah. No. But you can go out on Amazon if you want to spend some money and buy a D100 the size of a basketball. Right. You know, right. there's really no need for D100. If you're going to use that, if you if you were crazy enough to go out and buy that, no knock if you did. If you no, no, well, a little bit of a knock. Okay, Where are you going to roll that? Well, I was just going to say, if you want to utilize that in part of the mechanic, yeah, you are now going beyond canon. Um, that is fair to say. You know, so um, even even with what you're doing with Droids and Destiny, which mm-hmm. just as a reminder to folks, that's the name of the adventure that Jason has crafted for me and for our friend Brian. Yep. Um. I wanted, we talked about this, we're dancing around the force a little bit. So at the moment, yes, we're in canon, but you are doing something that people are still trying to figure out how to do. And you can see this in Reddit and a lot of discussions, and that is merging Edge of the Empire and Force and Destiny, merging Age of Rebellion and Force and Destiny. And making it, making that merging relevant all the way through episode nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, you're in the mechanics canon, but you're also, you're having to. I'm interpreting. I'm homebrewing. Yep. You got it. Yep. You got it. That's right. That's right. And, and, and that you'll hence all of the backstory that I sent you uh, that, uh, you know, that was inspired because of all the backstory you sent me on our D and D game. So it's interesting. So a lot of this is about not merely prerogative, but interpretation. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, we're not the, the first people who are ever going to say this, nor the last, but I think at the end of the day, as much as I am an adherent to canon, whatever the game, whatever the world, as much as I'm an adherent to canon, I think what what ultimately matters, what finally matters is that everyone at the table is in agreement and is comfortable yes. with that agreement. So like, like um, you know, if you were to, to pull something out of a third party, there'd be no way that, that I could prepare for that, right, for example. Um, whereas if, if, if we agree upon it ahead of time saying, okay, so, so, you know, Brad says, okay, I'm, we're going to, we're going to be in D and D firmly, but it's in, I mean, just the fact that it's in the world you create it, that's homebrew. Right. Yep. But at the point that you were to bring in say NPCs, I think that's the most common example you to bring in third party or homebrewed NPCs. Now, now we're crossing a different line and it just has to be agreed upon or hey you know guys gals everybody what would you what do you think of interacting with like major characters when there's a franchise out there as well as whatever right like like um it's one thing to get a hello or a handshake from admiral picard as you set out to your first you know your your first uh, uh chair but it's another thing to like, you know, save Picard before he becomes a synth. Spoiler. I would, I would, I would, I would even argue, and we don't have to, this would bore people to death, but even getting a handshake from Picard is risky because I agree. You don't know if he's actually even there. 
And that's where if you're using any major character in those, I, I if you can find, like you said, you hit it right on the head. Um, if there's agreement at the table, so be it. I don't mm -hmm. think you'd find mm -hmm. agreement at our table if either one of us were at it. Yep. That if that we if we were to be interacting with a major no, I agree. If if we were interacting with the major um, character timeline canon character. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I I agree. I think but but again, that's that's our mutual set point. Uh as long as as long as um as the table agrees, then you have fun. However, you see you see fit. I will say just stepping to the side of this conversation is for a moment before we head over maybe to the jam corner. Uh, and I, I, I know, sorry, everybody, but not really sorry. going to bring up Star Trek for a sec, but uh, I do it because the writing to me uh, is just so darn clever uh, with, with Picard, with this, with that series, they really, the writers took such a different approach and especially, so here's a great example. Uh, during and after, I guess it was after season one released, Michael Shabon, as a writer and showrunner, he, he put on Medium, right, medium.com, uh, three or four pieces on uh, more detailed stuff from the show. Like, like he got into Romulan mythology on one. He did backstory for the worlds that the Riker Troy deceased son created on another. He did, he, he got into, um, into one of the, the, the backdrop cities, uh, Stardust City, excuse me, on the other. And it's like, okay, so this is clearly not canon because it's just a rogue showrunner right yeah. writing however it's from the mind of one of the key people and it's like okay this is a beautiful example of of shall we call it homebrew right and then another example of in canon creativity but really pushing the definition of in canon is discovery star trek discovery side note uh as uh, as we record this uh, one of my daughters and I wa had recently last week watched the first episode of season four, absolutely the best Star Trek discovery they've put out yet. Legit, beautiful Star Trek, um, Star, Star Trek, that, that an episode that's actually going to work its way into the epilogue of the book, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, but they went 930 years in the future demonstrating that you can step outside of canon while remaining in canon you know hat tip to that level of creativity well remember they went they went from 10 years before right him, right to now a thousand years after him right right or 900 in effect almost and, a thousand years and after spun him. off two two seasons of short treks and a whole new series on the way yeah so um it's it's fascinating I, and like you said we'll head to the end corner but i think let me summarize because i yeah this is something that we'll want to hit again when it comes to canon you have timeline canon which you yes. talked about and con, or, content you know, canon yep content canon yep and then mechanics canon and yes. do you you know where do you sit on that that's a and, rhetorical and, and question rules canon folks. and yeah. rules canon yeah absolutely yeah so mm -hmm. there's a lot of different areas where you can you can 
you know, play to the edge of the line or, or stretch outside the box, whatever analogy you prefer. Yeah. Um, and it's fascinating for me. Um, I'm a bigger fan of maintaining timeline and mechanics canon. Yes. We can be a little, can you know, fudge the rules if we need to a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, but good topic for future. We could, we could probably just you and I alone, we could probably spend a whole episode on well, mechanics. Well, you know, I mean, I I think listeners, we Brad and I will be back on this note in the new year, not not necessarily early in the new year, but in the new year, uh, we will have a an episode again, if not a a couple, that feature our eventual progress on our Star Trek port to the Genesis system. Yes, and that's exactly what we're talking about, right? We're going to have to talk about content. In fact, we should make some mental notes, Brad content yeah. uh uh timeline content rules and mechanics and so we will we, there will be an episode in the future where we come back to specifically play with one or all of those questions by yes. way of our process yeah this is this is one where we've just we've we just have just scratched the surface yeah just starting just, to scratch an itch yeah yeah so and and especially I can just see us with the mechanics itself, which was really kind of one of the first things that drew us into podcasting. Um, that one we could really go down the rabbit hole on, and that yeah. would actually be an exciting one to do. Yep, we will be back, everybody. Yeah. Uh, GM corner. So um, you start this time. Oh damn it! Um. Ah. So um, we got talking. I don't remember what the context was. I mentioned it was, um, what are we talking about? Where we, I was it last episode, fantasy, uh, fantasy age, dragon age. Yep. Yep. Um, and you mentioned that again tonight. Yep. Yep. Um, and why I've mentioned it is I just happened to be looking and they green Ronin, the publisher, yep. um, who also did the true 20 system, which, right. right. Um, I got, I got like the, pretty much the whole tome series. Yeah, you do. Um, for pennies on the dollar at a gaming store that was going out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a knock on green Ronin. I just lucked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had picked up um, fantasy age some time ago. And I just happened to look online to see if they've released anything since, because it seemed to have gone dormant. Okay. Um, there is a new, and no, I didn't buy it. There is Yet. a new, um, series or game from them called modern age oh interesting uses the same dice mechanic that fantasy age and dragon age used yeah um and it's set to be used in more modern eras like almost real life rather than sci-fi fans uh-huh uh-huh which intrigued me because you know right now we're in that realm and we love it but right. i've always struggled Speaking of canon struggles, I've always struggled on how do you role play? And it's funny I mentioned this because this was one of the reasons we started doing this. How do you role play the modern age? Yeah. Not in the future. No, not I, in the past. The, one of the Genesis books addresses this, but I think briefly. Yeah. So you have modern age and they've come out with, and this has been over the past couple of years. I didn't know about it. Uh-huh. Um, they came out with some material on it. So I'm going to investigate some of that online further. I, I, I ended up um, 
because fantasy age has always been a fascination to me. Yeah. Um, going back to when I watched geek and sundry and, Oh yeah. And Will's um, Titans grave series. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I did pick up the world building book and the companion book off oh, of nice. Amazon for those. And those will come in this weekend. That's like a black, black Friday type of gift. Mm-hmm. So nice. I've been, I've been paging through that a little bit just because I've had some time, but ultimately um, you said it before we went on air. Um, you know, as of tonight, we in effect have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We have a long four day weekend. Yep. And we do have obviously, um, you know, we're recording this. I guess I, I guess I just gave it away. We're recording this around Thanksgiving time. Totally outed. Yep. Yep. Totally outed. Um, but the hope here is both of us want to geek out this weekend. Yeah, we do. And so yep. independent of recording, which we've done a lot of work on, and we love doing this. Um, we want to put the microphones away. Geek at the table a little, geek in some yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. And and not hit record and just play. Yeah. And I think that's, I think in all honesty, that's going to drive some of my reading probably even tonight and yeah. into tomorrow um, when we're not, you know, doing family things as part of the holiday. Exactly. So, so yeah, modern age, it'll be an interesting one to, to, for you and I to talk about offline. I don't know if we mm-hmm. ever really get to a point where we would talk about it online. It's just, but this idea, maybe a future episode playing in the modern age and yeah. do you play in the modern age like where you have affected instead of canon which is yep. you know yep. pandemic is canon you know right, the government right. is canon do you change canon or right. how do you play or what do you want well, then then you're living in an alternative history novel yeah yeah right. which may not necessarily be the worst thing in the world at this point not at this point but, no you know no so which by the way I, i'm gonna plug i'm a big alternate history fan yeah you are um uh harry turtle dove is the king of alt history if you've ever had an interest in it and you've never read it i'll bring it up at the gm corner again um mm-hmm. phenomenal writer and i had just because of the gaming the sports gaming stuff i just had a chance encounter with him online at the yeah, time I, I was that. reading his material and I Very was cool. I was giddy. So future thing. What about you? What's in the what have you had on your desk or um, um on your chair? Uh, well, you know, I've been so I've been I've been reading uh the third and final novel in the Thrawn prequel. So I I've just started reading what is it? Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil. Uh and it 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 as with the others, it's quite good. However, that's not what I'm thinking about for the corner here, for the GM corner. I, uh, you and I have talked about this already offline, but uh, it is the holiday weekend, right? And um, this Friday, I'm going to go to one of our friendly local, one of my friendly local gaming stores. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's worth, I think it's worth addressing. So so four years ago, I think it was 2017, um, I, I decided I wanted to get back into role-playing. And we, we talked about all of this, yours and my journey, uh, early, early, early in, this, in the, I was going to say in this semester, uh, it's time for winter break, um, in, the, in the podcast. But uh, how I marked that decision was uh, it happened to be over. Thanksgiving weekend, I think it was 17, 2017. 
And that Friday, I actually took, uh, my wife had family in town visiting. And so I actually took one of her cousins, uh, shout out to Tali. And uh, I, I took one of her brothers, shout out to Ben, who doesn't, who, who claims never to listen, but, but I know he, he does, at least in part. So now he's outed too. See in a few days. Uh, but I, I took them. I'm like, I'm going to go. You want to go? Because I knew that Ben was into Pathfinder at the time. And so we actually went, because it's, it's 20 minutes from the house, we actually went to the Fantasy Flight Games Center, right? Their actual store at their site and um and that you know kind of opened pandora's box so so now i'm not going to go back there because they no longer have the ip right star wars has moved on to edge studio which is housed by asmodee which also owns fantasy flight so instead i'm going to go to the source which is uh which is just this huge wonderful wonderfully friendly uh local gaming store in town and uh, like brad i've told you you've yet to go there with me when you're in town next time we're going to make a pilgrimage there they have the most comprehensive selection and the most wonderful browsing wall of books tabletop books i've seen anywhere because you got some good stores by you but this wall is pretty cool so friday my friend i'm going to engage in full nerdage and i'm just going to go there friday after they open to browse and hopefully pick up a thing or two. I've connected, I think by chance, maybe you did it. Um, we're connected with them on Twitter. Now. Yeah. I followed them and like, yes. they were good enough to, um, to, 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 to uh, do a little advertising for us. Thank you guys for that. Um, having our, our, our cards and whatnot there. So I'm curious to see if they're there. Right. Um, oh, look, yeah. it's us, but I, yeah, it's, yeah, they're a they're a phenomenal store. To to give you a sense, I discovered on Twitter, um, even Satine Phoenix follows them on Twitter. Uh, like they're wow. a they're a major they're a major vendor, um, yeah. and just ridiculously friendly. Like you walk in, and um, and it's just like wow, what nice people. And you've said that multiple times. That yeah. that really a differentiator is obviously the content they have available for browsing, but yeah. also for lack of a better term, customer service. Um, yeah, yeah. They're just good people. Yeah. So, and and let's be honest. I mean, you know, as we wrap up here, and then I'm gonna give it to you. I just wanted to make a mention of this. Um, you know, I've been on a Twitter storm because as we're doing this, I've really picked up. Brad's found his calling. Yeah, yeah, Jason does all the production on this. He does most, if not all. He almost does all of the Facebook posting. I needed to step up. I did some of the Instagram stuff, but let's be honest. As my son says, I'm a boomer, and I shouldn't be on it. Um. <laughs> And it turns out it doesn't matter and no one really cares. Exactly. Now, now we know. <laughs> yes. So, so, you know, jumping over to Twitter, I don't remember what prompted it, but I have been out there and, and we have, and I have yeah. um, been communicating and tweeting yeah. between some of the most wonderfully creative people. Oh, you have, and it's been all you and what in the past 24 hours, it's not even that much. Um, you've gotten us 49 followers. Yeah. Um, which is a small sounds, sounds kind of sad now that you said it out loud. It sounds but... very sad. Uh it's it sounds very sad. And yet what a neat start because like you said, a bunch of those people are just really, really lovely. I, you know, there's so much garbage out there right now. And and one of the things that turned me off from Twitter was there's so much crap. But you look at this community, 
right? right? The role-playing community. It's like, you know, there, there's some pretty cool stuff. There's some pretty cool people out there. We sound, now we do sound like boomers. Like we're talking about Twitter. Like it's the, the, you know, like Valhalla and I have told um, people for years, I don't twit, Um, but now I'm starting to. Thanks. Yeah. And well, and, and you know what we by by again, this sounds ridiculous. We're going to, people are going to, the three people that listen to us are going to stop listening to us because we're, we really sound geriatric, but what I have found, and I used to use Twitter a lot about 10 years ago. I really stopped. Well, that makes you sound young and virile. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I I stopped. And because, you know, the venom and vitriol out there was just, yeah, right. It's Mm -hmm. only gotten worse. Obviously we know that it was, it was so bad that people were getting banned and they were building alternate sites to use alternate Twitter based solutions. Um, But by following strictly ignoring all of that and starting to follow gamers within the gaming community, um, I have come to see um, really wonderful people, wonderful content, and a noiseless feed. Yes. And a feed that provides like artists and content creators and dungeon masters and people that are, are using Twitch to, to you know, run their video just and, everyday creatives, mom and yes. pops, and all the way up. Yeah, and I know we're running out of time, and I'm 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 harping on this, but um, I said this before. I believe, and this is going to make me sound ignorant. Jason's going to have to cut this out, probably. Um, Ten years ago, there would have been topics that Jason and I would have not had a problem bringing up, but we know would have been controversial. Now, a lot of those topics. Yep. are and have, are not controversial to discuss. Let me rephrase that. Not as controversial as they used to be. I think within the gaming community, not at all. If you it, look yeah. at if you look at all the people out there, it is one of the most inclusive groups of people and uh, out there. And I am I am grateful personally. I am grateful and I know I'm going to learn from everybody and everybody who has a seat at the table and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You beat, you beat me to it. I think that's the, that's the neat thing that increasingly endears us to this community of, of, of role-playing gamers uh, and, and related creatives alike that this is a demonstration of a community of spaces where people increasingly truly do have a place at the table, right? This is the kind of stuff that in days like this, uh, times like this, give one hope for the future of humanity, oh, as opposed yeah. to have you seen the numbers lately? So yeah, no, no, yeah, and and I'll say this before we go, and I keep I keep bringing this up is that, um, you know, our podcast we have it on YouTube, we have it at multiple mediums, is not meant to really we really aren't meant to compete with anyone out there. We we aren't. No, we're just having we, fun. Yeah, we're just having fun. We we listen to other stuff, a lot of other stuff. We have not we didn't create this to fill a niche our interests and our regular discussions seem to fill some niche in this world and that's yeah. why we do this yeah. and we're going to continue to do it whether we have 50 followers or 500 followers um because yep. we would talk about this anyway yeah so on that note everybody thanks as always for listening as 
as you hear this, if you listen to this when it drops fresh, the end of the year is quickly approaching. Uh, the end of the year is quickly approaching. The holiday season is probably being felt by a lot of you, whatever your leanings, whatever your, your persuasions, beliefs, or lack thereof. Hopefully, the uh, pleasantness of the season, hopefully, the coolness of the weather, or if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, or like one of my friends in Phoenix, Arizona, that that doesn't apply to you at all, then um, nonetheless, uh, hopefully you'll find some good cheer and good spirit. Rest assured, we will not be taking a hiatus as the end of the year approaches, because come on, where do we have to go? So uh, you, can, you can plan on uh, weekly, weekly episodes, uh, including an upcoming bonus episode something a little off our normal track in the next week or two. We haven't quite scheduled it, but we promise it's coming. Uh, so, so just, uh, you know, stay with us. Have a wonderful end of the year. We'll be talking to you a couple times before then. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>